Welcome to the 12th Precinct, our podcast in which we rewatch every episode of Castle. Go. 106, always buy retail. Um, what did you rate this one? I gave it a 3 out of 10. I gave it a 4. Oh. I could work out how hard. And so I'm, I'm trying to remember because I don't want to give, you know, like the fucking season six finale a higher score and something that doesn't deserve to have a higher score that deserve to have a higher score than so my brain is like trying to process where i'm gonna put those so that i can put the other ones above it there are gonna be some episodes i give a big fat fucking zero i'll wait (laughs) (laughs) oh i just i was like i'm gonna go with three because i mean I looked back what I gave the other ones. I gave the pilot a five. And that was way more enjoyable than the set. So I was like, yeah. I'm just going to boost it to a three. Yeah, the whole the whole way through the episode, I just kept thinking, something's got to happen. Oh, it was so boring. I mean, I think the problem is that this is quite case-heavy and the case is boring. I'm not interested at all. So that is obviously an issue, but... I think I was on such a high from the previous episode that I was just like, oh, anything would have been boring in comparison to that one. So, you know. Yeah, it's such a downgrade from the episode that we just watched. No, because that one's so good. (laughs) Anyway. Um, I digress. Um, I wrote nothing for the case. uh, I wrote a file. Nothing case. Yeah, the case is just a bit far-fetched for my liking, if I'm honest. I think, are we really killing people because your passport might be in one of their fake bags? My problem is they combine too many elements. Yes. they went with the occult, which is fine, but then you've got to link the occult to fake designer bags. Too much of a jump. They should have just gone with the yeah. fake designer bag stuff and not had the occult stuff, because then it would have, I maybe would have enjoyed it more, but it was like, there is too much going on right now for me to... It should be two separate murders. It's just yeah. a bit bonkers to me. Um... Yeah, and I, I also think, I mean, realistically, if this was me, hypothetically, of course, because I'm not sure I'm ever going to be in a situation where my, you know, fake passport is getting sewn into somebody's handbag. But if this ever happened to me, I'm not sure I would quite go straight in for the kill. I think I would try and rob the bag first. <laughs> just, you know, I just feel like the murder thing is a little bit too extreme. But that's just me. What do I know? I just feel like it was too much in one episode. Too much. There's way too many elements in this episode. Like, you just have a little bit hit in the face with all of the stuff that's going on that actually nothing delivers properly. Yeah, it's like, like one minute it's like, boom, a cult murder. Then it's like, boom, immigration. Then it's like, boom, this guy's coming, you know, it's like a child told yeah. him murder and it's like oh can I breathe in the last episode the murder case is fine enjoyable whatever but it's 
in the background enough that you can focus on everything else that's mm-hmm. going on. And in this episode, you're supposed to keep up with the fact that this murder is happening and all of these different elements mm-hmm. of this murder. You're also introduced to a brand new character. Fair enough. We don't see Meredith very much. Yep. But in the grand schemes of it, she's an important character. And mm-hmm. you just don't have time to process everything that's going on at once. Yeah, it is too much. You, you, they should have just had another <laughs> secondary murder case so they could have focused on bringing Meredith into the picture. Yeah, because Meredith's a big character as well. It's not like she's some, like, tame, you know, ex-wife. She's, like, bonkers. She's a lot. She's a lot. And, like, she's in the episode quite a significant amount. Oh yeah, they 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 give Meredith a lot of time. They really do. They really do. Which is bizarre, because I mean, I guess obviously we've said this before. Obviously, I'm assuming the main reason why she isn't in it much more is because Darby gets scandal, and so therefore is unavailable to work. Because I feel like they set I mean, up in this episode, she's in it a lot. And I feel like they set up in this episode mm-hmm. that you're going to see her more than you do. You literally see her once more in season five. Yeah, that's literally the only two episodes she's in. That's crazy. For me, I don't buy the fact that Alexis is not more pissed off with her. Yeah. Because even in season five, she's fine with her. She didn't turn up to a fucking graduation. Yeah, I feel like they yeah. got her for that one. Well, just not necessary. It's just there to create some sort of weird tension that just doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. When there's another episode in season five when her daughter literally gets kidnapped and she's not there. Yeah. So why would yeah, you not have had her in that season. episode in the same season? Have her in that episode instead. She does not need to be there when she is. Yeah, the tension in that episode, instead of doing the one insignificant other, the tension could have been that Beckett feels a little bit left on the outside because maybe Meredith and Castle are like hugging, Alexis was kidnapped. Right. And she feels like an outsider. They could have done that. Yeah. She's such a big character in this episode. And, like, for what reason? Do you know what confuses me about Castle and his ex-wives? starting with Meredith, is that we're introduced to Gina in the first episode, right? And he's like, oh, I don't like her. Like, he explicitly says at one point to her, like, I'm so glad we got a divorce. Right. So we've already been introduced to Gina. Fair enough, we were were always going to get introduced to Meredith at some point. I just don't understand the man because he's like, oh, I don't like Gina. But then he will happily bang Meredith when she comes into town when she had an affair. Right, you would assume it would be the other way around. And he gets back with Gina. Also, I begin. It is the most hilarious thing. No, that's my low light. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Just why? (laughs) I appreciate it. I understand it's ABC. We're not seeing any crazy, like, wild sex scenes in this show or in any show on abc i understand i'm with you on that but this is fucking stupid 
why why are the pictures falling off the walls? Also, I mean, is Alexis not home? Oh. This is grim. This is literally grim. No, it's fine. As soon as it started, I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? It is horrific. <laughs> it's too it's too much. <laughs> scene at the end where they are in the apartment and that guy's firing bullets. Right. Obviously we haven't got clear what the situation is contract wise, why it happened the way it happened. Um, and I'm going to jump forward here, but I don't understand. The episode that she's in in season five mm-hmm. isn't necessary. Also, they have been in this apartment for approximately five minutes. He takes a picture and she goes, yeah, I know exactly where that is. Does she get money from the NYPD uh, to pay for the damages done to her apartment? Bye, peace out. There's like a guy nearly half dead on your living room floor. Bye. You can deal with this, love, right? It's so weird. It's so funny, isn't it? Like, it's just that post, that post pick. Oh, I would put in a claim. (laughs) I would absolutely be putting in a claim. They fuck up her kitchen <laughs> and also when they leave the apartment they don't even go and check on her they just leave she's locked in the bedroom and they're just like see you later we're out that is it's so funny that's my favorite bit of the episode because it's just okay. class it's just class that he gets a posed ass pick of his mum um, <laughs> i mean if, if i tried now and i mean we've got pretty decent phones at this point if I went like that, it would be blurry as fuck. Like, it wouldn't be... It's like a full-time <laughs> angel pose. Okay, the whole premise of this episode... This episode is about these stupid knock-off handbags. Yeah. That look fake. We've all seen a real Chanel bag. That's not it. Yeah, it's you know a little what they look like to me? Them fucking Primark bags. Exactly. They don't look real, they don't designer. It. This is 
I can tell. Them Primark bags, yeah. Yeah, but I kind of buy that. Beckett, I'm not a fan. I'm not saying, no, I'm, I'm not saying that, like, from the fashion perspective, they should be able to understand. I think Castle should be able to tell. Oh, yeah. He's a man of I do me. think he should be able to tell. But I think, to, but it, just from by being detectives, mm-hmm. you would look at that and work, and decipher that, that it's not a real bag. And be like, maybe that this is something to do with it. Do they know at this point... Do they know at this point that it's about the bag? No, I don't. No. They're talking about the bag, and then Meredith says, oh, that would be good if it was real, or something along those lines. Well, they just needed a reason to get Meredith in the precinct, right? Because they needed, for some weird fucking reason, to get Meredith and Beckett in the same scene. Right. Which also annoyed me, because surely... You can't just waltz up to the homicide department in a police station. I mean, you definitely can't do that here. You can't just walk in and be like, oh, I'm just going to go upstairs. Thanks, mate. You would have to have been either like the, whoever's on the front desk would like call and say, this person's here to see you. And they would say, yeah, they can come up. Or you'd have to be on like some sort yeah. of security list, you'd think. Mm-hmm. There's no way they're just letting any fucker off the street walk into the precinct. <laughs> And that bit which is like, I pay your, I, I, my taxes pay your wages. I'm like, Gail, you don't even live in New York. You're How embarrassing is that? Yeah. Like, no. Obviously, the whole point of that scene is that, that it puts them in the same place. That's, because when he introduces them, he introduces Esper and Ryan, and then he introduces Kate, and then that like, pushes her forward. And why? I feel like they already did it because they knew they were going to introduce Will Sorensen, right? Because they've already laid that on. She's had a heartbroken. So I felt like it was like, right, we'll do what Castle X this episode and then Beckett's X in like a few episodes' time. It's just funny to me that why did he push her? I have to literally push her forward. Why? I'd be like, what are you doing? Leave me alone. I don't need to fucking meet your ex-wife. And what has Alexis said to Meredith? Because she is so pissed off. Yeah. She's so pissed off about it, isn't it? She's not happy, is she? No, she's not. But it does, like, it goes along with um, the season five one. Because in this one, she says, like, oh, I thought I'd come and see like, what's kicking. And then in season five, she's like, I had to come and see myself. <laughs> so weird if my ex like moved in with someone else i would be knocking on the door like hey what's going on guys it's so weird <laughs> check out what's kicking please. no like please leave me alone also do you know what scene weird me weirded me out in this episode the last one when they say bye to meredith and he fucking necks her at the if my divorced parents were naked at the front door, I'd be like, get the fuck out. And they talk about sex in it, right? They talk, just make some like weird reference to them to having sex. I'd be like, fucking stop. It's not okay. Yeah, I just don't. The dynamic is really, really bizarre. You would think that you would. I, I you know, I can kind of understand them boinking on the side, right? But you don't need to tell your child that this is happening. 
I don't even understand the boy can't say because he's been married since then. Yeah, but I don't. It's I understand they're both just game for mm-hmm. it when they're in the That's same fair. place. Yeah, it's fair it's got nothing to do with anything else other than that. Uh, I feel like wow. they could have introduced Meredith because Meredith is a fun character. I think she's well, whatever. Yes. I feel like I only like her because it's Darby Central. Darby. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big Abby Whelan fan, but I feel like they could have just introduced her at a different point and it's it's in a completely different way. It would have been better. It would have made more sense for them to introduce her at a point where. Beckett was going to be jealous because at this yeah, point it doesn't not, matter she's she not bothered shit. she doesn't care whereas if it was later it would have been so much more interesting because she would have been visibly bothered by the situation yeah and she's just not she's like kind of entertained by it yeah like, she thinks it's funny yeah yeah okay what one thing i did like is when they were discussing um, Castle's book, the fucking unholy. I wrote this down. Song. Unholy storm. Yeah, Ryan is the one that knows the book, what number the book is, and what friggin' chapter. And yeah. we were discussing this in the first two. He is always seen with a castle book, and I was like, yes, call back, love that. I mean, I don't understand who's supposed to be the biggest castle fan here, him or Beckett, because he is fucking nailing this. And I know that she like holds back on the fact that she knows that she's going to be but he is number one castle fan. Oh, I kind of like that though, because Espo and Beckett are really, well, I assume they're really close. Uh, because they're, and it's always Ryan and Castle yeah. and Espo and Beckett, and I, I like that. Yeah, I me like too. Really switch yeah. I have different partners. Yeah, mm, I appreciate that. Um, um, also, Beckett, she's a bit of a judgy bitch. Um, (laughs) yeah, you know, we have established that already. Yes, she was a yeah, she was a bit judgy. You know, she was a bit judgy in that um, whatever episode it were with the where she was really inappropriate about the slut shaming episode. Yeah, sex workers, and then in this one, yeah, and then in this one, she's really judging about people's religious views. Like, when girl, says, please, I'm trying to like you here. What does she say? Like, oh, I didn't judge you for the occult type. What does that mean? Yeah, yeah. Come on, Beckett. That's What's that about, huh? What do, you, what do you mean by that? What's the problem? And in both this episode and the previous one with the such shaming, it's Castle that calls her out on it. Yeah. I don't know. It just it annoyed me a little bit. I've never noticed that before. I'm a bit like, girl, aren't you supposed to be like, you know. There was just no need for that comment. No. It's because we expect better. That's why. Yeah, we do. You know, she's supposed to be like the the main galio and just did not rinse her out with me that no me neither. i know we mentioned it in the previous one we kind of jumped the gun a bit but um i love the fact that martha fucking hates meredith yeah me too i feel like obviously we did say this in the last mm-hmm. episode but the way that she is with both meredith and gina yeah and then on their 
not wedding day where Martha gives her the earrings and it's like they've been waiting for you oh, wow. prime fucking moment and you know what as well she couldn't Martha says something to Castle like why did you marry her which makes me think that she didn't even like her when they were dating and she also oh, what did she say so she don't like when they're dating, and she obviously made that clear, right? I assume it's Martha. She wouldn't not. She made it obvious, but, yeah. Yeah. You can tell how much she likes Kate, because even though in, you know, the episode of the bombing case where Becky admits that she she lied, essentially, to Castle, although when we get to that, that's the debate. Um, Martha never wavers from the stance that he should tell Kate and that he should go after what he wants even yeah. though there's this like potential uh, for for Castle to be heartbroken at the end of it and you know Martha does love her kid that for me is just like Mwah. because Martha clearly knows that something's going on between Kate and Castle and she doesn't want to get too involved but she will push herself into it and she fucking hates these other two women and it just, it makes my heart swell a little bit because I'm like, she knows. We discussed this last We last did, but, but yeah, she... She knows. Oh, she's fucking best, isn't she? She is. There's no better character on this programme than Martha Rogers. And I'll say it. She is the MVP of our life, really. <laughs> um, do you have a low light or a highlight for this episode? Uh, I don't have a highlight now because I did no. not enjoy it. My low light. Is, I've got two low lights actually. My right. first one is the first two minutes, which yeah. we already discussed. Yeah, My second fine. is Beckett's combination of blue jeans, bright blue t shirt, and a brown jacket. Oh, yeah. It was horrifying. There is a lot of fashion lowlights yeah. going on this season. And my MVP is... Um, yeah. Mm. My MVP is Meredith. If there could not think of one. Yeah. Honestly, though, I'm Meredith. Oh. But I think, genuinely, she is the MVP in this episode. If she wasn't in it, what the fuck would we would have nothing to talk about? <laughs> this podcast would have been one minute long. Yeah. Like there'd be nothing to say. Darby Stanfield came and semi saved this app. Yes, thank you. In the same way that you saved Scandal for me, anyway. That's fucking true. She did save Scandal. Did you ever finish it? Thanks for tuning in to another week of our Castle Ramblings. If you have any thoughts, feelings or burning desires about this week's ep, you can contact us at The 12th Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. See you next week.